Our chapter for today is Revelation chapter 3. And with this chapter, we come to the end of the first of the seven sections in Revelation. In this chapter, the Lord Jesus addresses letters to the churches of Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And uh, like the church in Smyrna, the Lord addresses the church at Philadelphia with nothing but praise and encouragement. It's the other of the seven letters with no fault found or admonishment. So five of the uh, seven churches are have faults that he finds with them. Two, Smyrna and Philadelphia, he does not. So let's think about some things that we find here in this chapter. Um, first, let's think about being bold and unafraid witnesses. Uh, as Jesus addresses the church in Sardis, you sort of have to read between the lines or decipher the imagery to, to determine what exactly is the indictment that the Lord brings against them. All told, it, it's likely a similar indictment to the ones brought against the churches of Pergamum and Thyatira. We saw in those two churches that the issue was their compromising their faith and commitment to Christ with the pagan world around them. That appears to be the case in Sardis also because Jesus commends those within the church who, as he put it in in verse 4, who have not soiled their garments. And the word translated soiled here in 3-4 is later used in Revelation 14-4, translated there defiled, to denounce those who had given themselves to idolatry and pagan sexual immorality. So the similarity in language strongly suggests a common uh, area of disobedience. And again, remembering that these the revelation is divided up into seven sections it's not surprisingly that something that is mentioned here in chapter 3 might come up again in a different form later uh, in chapter 14 to the church at sardis however jesus appears to make the indictment more specific the clue to interpreting their disobedience appears to be found in how jesus introduces himself to the church in verse 1 jesus introduces himself as quote him who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, end quote. We already established in the first chapter uh, from Revelation 1-4 that the seven spirits of God is a cryptic way of referring to the Holy Spirit. Also, we saw in the first chapter that the seven stars were a way of referring to uh, the ministers or pastors of the churches. See again Revelation 1-20. In the letter to the church at Sardis, it seems like Jesus is indicting the entire church through the pastor as their representative. The, the pastors or ministers represent the message and the preaching of the message that is entrusted to every believer. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes the preaching of the message effective unto salvation. So Jesus introduces himself emphasizing the mission given to the church to preach the gospel in the power of the Spirit for the glory of Christ. Combine this with the indictment for pagan idolatry in verse 4, and you see very clearly the judgment against the church was for their fearfulness to bear witness to Christ in an overwhelmingly unbelieving culture. That's a word we need to hear. It's a word I need to hear. Even the apostles in that first generation of the church had to pray for God to empower them, for example, in Acts 4.29, to continue to speak the word with all boldness. And in that chapter, the Lord answered them when they and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word with all boldness, Acts 4.31. Without the presence and empowering of the Holy Spirit, we will have neither the desire nor the boldness to bear witness to Christ in a hostile world. Jesus warned in Matthew 10.33, 
that whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. And he alludes to that warning in his letter to Sardis in Revelation 3, 5. It's, it's, not, merely, uh, it's not enough merely to, to have the reputation of being alive, he says, if in reality you are dead, verse 1. We're called to be bold and unafraid witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he promises the emboldening power of the Holy Spirit to enable and equip us for that task. It's a warning that we need to hear, and so Jesus exhorts us, saying, He who has an ear to hear, uh, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, verse 6. When you come, the second thing, uh, when you come to the letter uh, to the church at Philadelphia, Jesus praises the church for their faithfulness. I find it encouraging that Jesus tells them in verse 8, I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. He commends them simply for their faithfulness. He doesn't expect them to be any more than faithful and to trust in his grace and power to be effective. And he commends them for that very thing. So, what he requires of them is what he requires of us. And what he finds commendable in them, he will find commendable in us. So, let's just be faithful. And, and here's the third and final thing I take from this chapter. The only thing we know that nauseates Jesus. <laughs> uh, what Jesus most definitely does not find commendable is a lukewarm church. And that's what he found at Laodicea. He says in verse 15, they were neither cold nor hot. They were lukewarm, he puts it in verse 16. They thought they were rich in the faith and thought uh, to themselves, verse 17, I need nothing, but they were guilty of, verse 17, not realizing that they were wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Uh, this is the only time in the Bible that we read that something nauseates Jesus. Jesus looked at that church and said in verse 16, I will spit you out of my mouth. One of the most famous passages in the Bible, and no doubt in the book of Revelation, is found at the end of this chapter where Jesus says in verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. What's important to realize is this is an invitation given to the church. Jesus is saying this to the church at Laodicea. While Jesus stands ready to spit the, the lukewarm church out of his mouth, he also gives the opportunity to repent. And again, with this opportunity, he urges, in verse 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I hope we have ears to hear. And those are just a few thoughts from Revelation chapter 3. <laughs>